Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I am grateful for another opportunity to be with you across America and now across the globe. All the people who don't just listen to this on this network, but they listen to it everywhere. They listen on uh, their podcast. They listen everywhere it is possible, and I I'm grateful for all of you who send me emails, send me notes, and send me uh, Facebook messages about how this show has had a profound impact, and these interviews have had a profound impact on you, on your family, on your finances, on your faith, and on helping you to formulate your future. Come on, how you like my Fs? I mean, we are getting it on right now, and I'm grateful for all of you. You know, you have only just a minute, only 60 seconds, and it forced upon you, can't refuse it, you didn't seek it, you didn't and choose it, but it's up to you to use it. You must suffer. If you lose it, give account if you abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but your eternities are in it. And you know, that's God's minute. At the beginning of every show, I take time to give God glory, to give him praise, and thank him for life and strength and health. Thank him for all that he's given me. No, not just the fact that this show is doing well around the globe, not just about the speaking in the books and all the other things. No, about friends and family and faith and finances that will support our family. So I'm grateful for everything he blesses with me with, and I give him glory. Well, today I'm not going to take much time at the beginning of this show because this is the this is a new season. It's a new season, and every year I make a point to bring on the best uh, of every one I know in my network. And at the beginning of every new season, I bring in one guest. He is pound for pound the greatest motivational, inspirational personality on the planet Earth. I can say that without any hesitation or, or trepidation. He is a speaker. He is a philanthropist. He is an uh, entrepreneur extraordinaire. And he is one of my dear friends, my brother, the one and only Les Brown. Les, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? 
Man, I'm grateful, 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 man. I'm grateful that I get to have you on the phone. And man, you have been so so busy and so hard to reach because I usually talk to you often every week, but you've just been busy. But I'm grateful for you to be able to find time to be on the show today. We we are grateful that we've been able to have you as as the lead off, as, as the lead dog every season to, 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 to you know, like Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Yeah, I love, yeah. I'm I'd rather be a reindeer. I don't want to be a dog. I'd rather be the lead reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here in whatever form you show up in. Uh, for those who for those who might have been in the closet all their lives and don't know who Les Brown is, let me take a moment to tell you who he is. He has been named one of the top five speakers in the world. He's been inducted into Speaker Hall of Fame. He has been named a... Uh, world-renowned speaker. He's the author of numerous best-selling books. He's been on television. He had radio shows. And he speaks for major corporations and trade associations globally. He has been consistently denoted as the number one motivational speaker on the planet today. And so he's been my big brother and my friend for a long time. And uh, we are grateful to have him. So, so Les, how are you doing? What's going on? And tell us about what is happening in, in the life of Les Brown. In fact, why don't I do this? Why not tell, let folks who might not know you, I've given you the thumbnail sketch. Tell us a little more about Les Brown, where he came from, and what he has uh, accomplished. Well, First of all, I want to thank you very much for this call and this opportunity to be on the show and, and for you doing the show because this show is very important. As you said at the top when you introduced it, you've changed and influenced and impacted people around the world, many people that you'll never meet. And this show, really, because you're doing it, it's, it's really making a dent, it's making a difference. And, and this show, I think, really should be expanded because... It's needed now more than ever. You know, yes. you think about 1999 to now, the suicide rate has increased over 30%. Every 42 seconds, someone commits suicide. Wow. And the reason that they do that, I believe, that they get to a point, something they're facing or something that they've experienced, and they feel helpless, hopeless, and powerless in the face of that. And what this show does it gives them an expanded vision of themselves beyond their mental conditioning and their circumstances and empower them to know that great is he that's in them that's even in the world, that they have the ability to overcome it. So I just want to thank you for doing this show. I, when I think about my life, and I've been reflecting more because I'm fine-tuning and, uh, fine and, and, and tweaking what I do, and restricting what I do. And the reason that I'm doing that, really, I'm 74, you know? Wow, so, 74, so, praise yeah, the Lord. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in overtime. You know, you got a birthday coming up shortly. <laughs> yes, right? I do. Yes, yes. So, yes. So, you, you're in the second and third. Mine's the third, the third, yes. Yeah, right. Got it. Okay. So, I have that in memory, guys. So, so, the thing is that the, the, the when I think about my life, you know, Born in an abandoned building on a floor in a poor section of Miami, Florida, in Liberty City, and being adopted by Mrs. Mamie Brown, and with my twin brother Wesley, I, I always say that I'm on this planet because of two women. One gave me life, the other one gave me love. God took me out of my biological mother's womb and placed me in the heart of my adopted mother. 
And she took us in as foster children. And when I was in school, because I had a lot of energy and, and I was very, very distracting, they labeled me educable, mentally retarded and put back from the fifth grade into the fourth grade. In fact, over 86% of kids that are put in that category are African-American youth. And I was put back from the fifth grade to the fourth grade. I failed again when I was in the eighth grade. I had no college training. But something happened that what your show does. I met this teacher, Mr. Leroy Washington, who, for the most part, you have similar personalities. And I was looking for a friend who was featured in a play, and I went to see him. And they say that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And when I came in the room, he, he told me, young man, I want you, and he put a script in my hand, so I want you to go up front and, and, and read this out loud. And I panicked because I never stood before a class and read anything. And I said, I can't do that, sir. And he said, why not? I said, I'm not one of these students. He said, do it anyhow. And I said, I can't, sir. And the other students started laughing, saying, he's Leslie. He's got a twin brother, Wesley. Wesley's smart. He's DT. And he asked, what's DT? He's the dumb twin. And they all erupted in laughter, as, as kids will do. And I said, I am, sir. And he came from behind his desk, and he confronted me, and he looked at me. He said, don't you ever say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Now, on one hand, I was humiliated. But the other hand, I was liberated because... He looked at me with the eyes of Gerda, who said, look at a man the way that he is, he only becomes worse. But look at him as if he were what he could be, then he becomes what he should be. Mm. Now, here's what your show does. Every time you come on, every time you open your mouth, every time you speak, every seminar that you have, the people that are listening, now keep in mind that how people live their lives is a result of the story they believe about themselves. Yes. And so when he spoke, he interrupted my story. Mm. When you speak, you interrupt a person's story. And because of the relationship, and as you further share with them things that you have learned from this thing called life, you began to dismantle their current belief system as a result of, of the mental conditioning and as a result of being impacted by their circumstances. And what you do, Willie, and what he did for me on that day, you expand a person's vision beyond what has already impacted their minds. That's why we're told, be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You expand their mind beyond that mental conditioning and their circumstances and whatever they're facing and you inspire them to become familiar with a new part of themselves that they don't know currently. Yes. That's the power of what it is that you do. And that's what he did for me on that day. And that's what I do when I speak and travel around the world. So those who are listening, I'm so glad to have this time because at the end of the program, I want you to think about the goals and things you want to achieve because at the end of this program, you want to go into action and implement the things that we share with you this time.
Wow. Wow. You know, folks, I love that when he talks about we inspire, Les has been inspiring and motivating people for uh, going on. Uh, Les has almost been almost 40 years. I mean, uh, you've been. No, man, next year will be 50 years. Wow. 50 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's. That's why I said I'm in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, if you've ever heard him speak, you know that he can transform a room. I think about the first time I heard him speak live, which is at Howard University, Crampton Auditorium. A friend of mine, who you know, many people knew me in Washington as a jazz nightclub singer, and I had started this little speaking business, and I uh, was telling my friends in the music business about this speaking business that I had, had, had done, speaking to little kids and so forth. And uh, they said, there's this guy who is really, really good coming to Howard University named Les Brown. I said, what? They said, He's do he does what you want to do, and he does it at a high level. And I said, okay, I'm going to go here. So I went down to Howard, and I bought my little ticket. And that evening, I came back, and I sat in a sec second row next to a guy named Cortland Malloy, who worked for, who was a writer for, who is a writer for the Washington Post, great columnist. And we sat next to each other, and Les Brown came out on stage, and transformed that room just transformed the room and uh at the end he he did what you just talked about asked you to take some action ask some questions i hopped up and i asked the question and he said young man you know what i like that question i want to meet you after whatever question i had i guess it was pretty intriguing and he said i want to meet you but the problem was that when we finished that night he was bombarded by people who were standing in line and and trying to get an autograph or buy a book or whatever and when he finished signing books his handlers pushed, pulled him up out the seat and said we got to go and out the door they went i said but i was supposed to talk to him well I asked the lady who was putting on the program, I said, you know, where is he staying? Where, 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 what hotel? And she told me the name of the hotel. And I said, okay. I went, and then was about a bit, but about 10.30 or so. I went and sat in that lobby of that hotel to 2 a.m. until he came in. And then I popped up. I said, you wanted to talk to me. I'm here. And he said, my, 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 you are one of the ones. And so since that day to this, we've been uh, friends and, and over the years have become best friends. And I'm grateful. And he is literally a person who can tell you how to change your life. In this interview today, in this show today, I want you to take out pencil, paper, iPad, iPhone, take notes and listen to this over and over again because we're going to talk about principles to change your thinking, change your future, change your inner conversation, change your story and change the vision you have for yourself and make you help you uh, possible to turn your setbacks into comebacks and to live your dreams. This is Dr. Willie Jolly with my special guest Les Brown. We'll be right back after this quick break and remember for sure your best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. 
Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show, and I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you for your notes and emails and all your communications. Please send them. Continue to send them to info at WillieJolly.com or just go to my website, WillieJolly.com, and send us a note and say, I really loved it, or here's what I need, or I got an idea. We, we open, we're open to all in, in, incoming communication. We want to hear from you. I want you also to do another thing. I want you to share with your network, your, everybody in your Facebook page. Everybody in your Twitter feed, everybody in your LinkedIn about this show, the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways show, and about the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast so that they can hear these great interviews and share them and be encouraged and inspired by them. My guest today is the one and only, the greatest motivational speaker on the planet. He has spoken to millions and millions of people. He has done numerous PBS specials. He has written numerous best-selling books. He has been named the uh, Golden Gavel Award winner, which is the highest honor that Toastmasters gives you. He has been given the highest honor the National Speakers Association, the uh, CPAE, and he is also uh, the guy who helped to eulogize not only my my brother, but also my mother, and uh, and so he's part of my family, and we're grateful. The one and only Les Brown. Les, man, you are just uh, 74, just continuing to do what you do. What, what was it that changed your life? You know, talked about Mr. Mr. Washington, but also then, what made you become a speaker? Because you were a legislator at one point. I mean, you have had so many life experiences. What made you say, "I've got to, I've got to deliver this in a in a, in a speaking uh, delivery system"? Well, I did something that you did. I, I went to see Zig Ziglar, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, Robert Shuler, Wayne Dyer, and it was an audience of five thousand people. And I was the only African-American there. Wow. And it dawned on me. I said, wait a minute. Here I am in a room full of white people listening to Robert Shuler talk about possibility thinking. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale talk about the power of positive thinking. Wayne Dyer talking about pull your own strings. They're not victims of racism. They've never been enslaved. 
They don't have to deal with discrimination. They have white privilege. And here in this room, I'm the only African-American male. And it dawned on me that I just finished reading the book by Dr. Carter G. Woodson. And, and, and what dawned on me that the primary problem that we have, and we still have not even glimpsed and discovered what it is, is our mindset. Mm. That's it. That, that, that when I left that night, I went home, Willie, and I pulled out the book, The Miseducation of the Negro by yes. Dr. Carter G. Woodson. And he said, and think about this now. He said, if you can determine what a man shall think, you never have to concern yourself with what he will do. He said, if you can make a man feel inferior, you never have to compel him to seek an inferior status, for he will seek it himself. And if you can make a man feel justly an outcast, you never have to order him to go to the back door. He'll go without being told. And if there's no door, his very nature will demand one. Mm. Now, when you look at the violence that's taking place all across the country in various cities, the divisiveness and the hate, that that is a result of the state of the mind of that community where those people are. Yes. That's what it's a reflection of. And, and so what, what has to be done is multiply and amplify the voices like yours. I, I, I said the other day to the audience that the world is not like it the way that it is because a few people are divisive, hateful, and violent. The world is as it is because too many people are silent. Yes. And when we begin to face the fact that nothing's going to happen for us, I, I remember when... I was going through a tough time in my life, and a friend of mine named Robert Boyd came over, and he said, Les, there's something I, I need to say to you. And I said, what? He said, I, I just hope you take this in the right way. He said, things are not going to change for you until you change. Mm. Things are not going to get better for you, Mr. Brown, until you get better. Mm. He said, that's all I got to say. And he turned and he walked out. And I, I, I reflected on that. I thought about that. And he left me some motivational materials to listen to. And it really began to impact me. And I continued to listen. And it really allowed me to get a glimpse. You know, Robert Shula wrote a book called Peak to Peak. Yes. P-E-A-K to P-E-E-K. And that I had peaked, I had flattened out, I had stopped growing, I'd stopped developing. And, but what he did, it opened my eyes to peak to see that there was so much more in me that I was not expressing. And, and I then got on this path and started a ritual of listening to things on a regular basis. In fact, I encourage everybody today. I did uh, coaching, eight coaching sessions with people who came in for me to coach them on how to develop a keynote presentation that will allow them to make an impact 
nationally and globally and, and create wealth as I have. And, and one of the first things I told them to do, I said, I want you to go on YouTube. I said, are you coachable? And they said, yes, yes. I said, what are you going to YouTube? And I want you to, to put in Les Brown speaking in the Georgia Dome. Les Brown speaking in the Georgia Dome. I said, the, the title is It's Not Over Till You Win. And I want you to watch this for 90 days. And they said, why? I said, because 5% of our mind is governing our behavior, hmm. the conscious mind. But the subconscious mind were the habits and all the things that have ever been said to us, all the things that we have experienced, that's there in the subconscious mind. And let me give you a dramatic example. I went to see a friend of mine the other day here in Cleveland, and I heard something. Her son was coming down the hall, and he was whistling. At that time, Willie, I got very nervous. A friend of mine was with me, and she said, your energy, your mood has changed. And I got very tense. And then he opened the door, and he said, oh, come on in. My mother's waiting on you. And he walked down the hall, and he started whistling as he walked down the hall. He's around 25, 24 years of age. And then as he was going to get his mother, my friend asked me, she said, why did you get so nervous? I said, you know, I'm 74, and I haven't heard a black man whistle in 64 years. Wow. I was 10 years old when Emmett, Kill, Emmett Till was killed, 10 years old, when Carolyn Bryant lied and said he sexually approached her and he whistled at her. And they picked up Emmett Till from Chicago, who was 14. They gouged his eyes out. They castrated him. They wrapped him in barbed wire. They shot him in the head. And they dropped him in a creek. And I can, I see now the picture in Jet Magazine. And yes. really, I remember I used to whistle. Black men used to whistle. That was a part of our culture. The only person that ever heard whistle in public was Phyllis Hyman when she was alive. Right. But I remember, Willie, when I would leave home, and my mother would say, Leslie, Wesley, Leonard, yes, ma'am, don't you whistle. Mm. You hear me? Mm. Don't you whistle. Because she knew that we used to whistle and we enjoyed it. Yes. I used to do a speech call. They took our whistle away. Mm. There's a quote in a movie called Magnolia, starring Tom Cruise. You know, we're taught in church, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth into those things which are before. Yes. I press the watermark of the higher calling. But there's a line in that movie that says, we might be through with our past, but our past is not through with us. Wow. 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 Because that memory, that emotional memory, the thing felt on that day when I saw that picture of Emmett Till and Jet Magazine, when I read and was traumatized that a kid was killed because he whistled. That's what they said. Yes. He lied. And she just said, I think 10 years ago, the FBI came to her and asked her, did he whistle at you? Did he touch you? And she said, yes. 
But then, recently, three years ago, she's now 81. She said she lied. He wow. never whistled at her, and she was never touched. But the thing is this, the point I'm making here, the emotional memory, that was stored in me. And when he whistled, that triggered that memory that took place in me at 64 years ago. Wow. So the point that I'm making, that when you think about, we went through the worst form of history of slavery in the world. Yes. That was designed to destroy ourselves. That they, the law said a, a black man has no rights in which a white man has to respect. We were considered legislatively and, 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 and in, in the culture less than human. Right. That they can do anything for us, when, to us. When someone does not recognize your humanity, they can do anything to you. Right. And, and, so when you and so being a part of that culture and going through that every day, it, it begins to create a certain mindset that it's okay, especially if they have military power, they have guns, they have laws and policies, and everything stacked against you. And so the, that, the biggest challenge we're facing, just think about this, with the millions of dollars that we spend, billions literally, on welfare, that the city, the county, the federal government spends zero on mind transformation. Wow. Zero, not one dime. That's, and that's and, the key. And, and that's key. And, Hold that thought for one second. Hold that thought for one second. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for years, I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. And we're back with Dr. Willie Jolly with my special guest, Les Brown, the great one, the motivator. He's talking about how important mindset is, and I love that line that you might be finished your past, but your past is not done with you. Or you might be th- have gone through the past, but your past is not through with you. And that you have stuff in your past that impacts your future. And it will impact how you see yourself, how you will respond, how you will react, how you will talk, how you will uh, dream. I mean, it's the story of the, uh, the fact that we got so many stories of people who had great potential, but they let their past shackled them and 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 they got somebody did something to them 20 30 years ago and they and they they let it stop them from pursuing excellence Les, you were telling us about how we have to start getting into the mindset of our young people and changing their thinking and changing not only their, them but their parents am i right about it you are you're right willie i'm gonna i'm gonna make a statement and and you don't know what i'm going to say 
and I'm going to see whether or not you can say the end of it. Winston tastes good like what? A cigarette should. Do you smoke Winston? I do not. Have you ever smoked Winston? I have not. That commercial has been off television television for over 50 years. Wow. Now, if that's still in you, what else is in you? What else is in that subconscious mind? Wow. Wow. What has been branded, impacted, damned in our mind? Yep. Yes. So, like, when you met me, at that time when you met me, I was earning $5,000 an hour as a speaker. Yes. Now... You don't get in life what you want, you get in life what you are. When I speak in the United States, I get $70,000. When I speak internationally, like I'm going to Dubai, London, and South Africa, I get $225,000. Now, I'm the same person yes. who used to make $40,000 a year working for the Miami Sanitation Department. The only difference is my mindset. I'm the same person that you met who was earning $5,000 an hour. Wow. I'm the same person who spoke for a major pharmaceutical company, gave 16 presentations, and because of my growth and development and the interruption in my vision of how I saw myself, I was paid $640,000. Now, I don't say that to impress you or your audience, but to impress upon you the reason that you waited for me in the lobby, because what's in me is in you. There are others who heard me, yes, but they weren't motivated to come find me. Mr. Washington, who changed my life, he trained thousands of students, but I was the only one that heard him like I heard him, like you heard me. Yes. The point is, and what I realized, you have an energy signature. I have an energy signature. There are certain people, you know, Jesus said, he who has what? Remember we talked about? You know, that, that when you think about the mindset. Yes. He who has ear, let him hear. Yes. He who has ear, let him hear. Yes. My sheep shall hear my voice. So you are at the state of consciousness. There are people who can hear us right now that can just hear us in their ears because they're not at that level of awareness where you are and where I am. But there are other people out in the audience who are at that level of awareness and they can hear us not just in their ears, but they can hear us in their heart and in their spirit and we're only validating that which is already in them because of this level of awareness of where they are right now. And when I heard Bob Proctor say that the only reason that you're earning $5,000 a month on a job is because you have not become aware of how to earn $5,000 an hour. Yes. And I said, whoa, just think about it. The laws of aerodynamics always existed. But man, not being aware, rode the backs of animals, and we walked. But then the Wright brothers had an idea that, that, that we could fly. Yes. But logical, practical thinking, the mindset was, if God wanted man to fly, this is being logical, this is being practical, he would have given him wings. And so, as a result, 
for centuries, thousands of years. People never even attempted it. But then other people came along and said, it's possible. Right. And started working to discover how to do it. So by the same token, people that are listening right now, that are struggling, that are behind on their bills and stressed out, fearful that they're going to lose a job or lost a job or been laid off and saying, I don't know what to do. That's the power and that's the value of what it is that you bring. And I just say, God bless you and may he give you many, many more years to continue to impact and interrupt the thinking of the audience that's listening to you around the world. You know, I thank you, and I receive that, by the way, because I want to be here a long time, and, I, and I'm grateful uh, for you, and I want you to be here, and, I, I, and, and look, as it comes to me, you know I bounce it back to you, because I want you to, because you're doing such a work, you've been so inspirational, I tell people often that before you, if you put two words together in a, in a pretty good manner that if you were African-American, and particularly African-American who could speak, they always became preachers. That was just the, the way. And what you did was to change the mindset. Said, well, there'll be some who will go into the preaching uh, field and become preachers and pastors. But there's another option. And that's what you allowed me and Keith Harrell and John Alston and Delatoro McNeil and uh, Desi Williamson and Ed Robinson and so many others who are part of the Speakers Association, Marlon Smith, George Frazier, made us to say, hey, We've got a, we got a message. We want to inspire people. We want to motivate people. And we want to do it in a different way. In fact, my friend Al McCree, uh, who helped uh, put on a lot of my uh, one-man shows over the years, he has a wife who has a doctorate. And I don't know if you know this, uh, Les, but she wrote her doctoral thesis and dissertation on the secular preachers, Les Brown and Willie Jolly. Wow. You got to get me a copy of that. I have to but get you a copy of you. Yeah, Let me share with you what we do. Yes. Preachers preach the gospel about Jesus. You and I and the speakers that you just mentioned, we preach the gospel that Jesus preached. They sell the messenger. We sell his message. Jesus said his first words in this ministry, Behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm. And, and when they demanded of him, when, when shall the kingdom of God come? He said, The kingdom of God cometh not by observation. They shall say, It's no low there or low here. Behold, the kingdom of God, listen to me, the kingdom of God is within you. Wow. Now, uh, let me share with you how I apply this. Now, I want you to listen to me and follow me. Yes. I've been at the Cleveland Clinic, and I'm at a special place right now. They, they came out and told me, we've done all we can do. The services that we've been providing, the medication that, that you're on, the cancer has figured out how to get around it. We're going to give you something else here. And, and it, they said, but the efficacy is practically the same. Now remember, the kingdom of God is within you, right? Right. So, when I got home, Denise, who was a nurse, she called the doctor's office. She said, Les brought some new medication home that came FedEx in a box in a special container. Can you tell me 
what this medication will do for him and what's the downside. Well, first of all, I'm glad you called, his, his nurse said. Number one, you can't touch the medication. Only he can. Two, you can't kiss him. Three, when he goes out in public and speaks, he can't be around crowds. He, he has to go back to the dress room because the medication, not only will it kill the cancer cells, it will kill his white blood cells. Uh, next thing is, we've got to draw his blood every two weeks to see what impact it's having on his liver on his and his other organs. And listen to me closely, she said, do not, if there's any, if you drop one on the floor or something, use something, a napkin or something to pick it up. Uh, do not throw it in the garbage disposal or the trash can or the toilet. We will send you a container and you put it in that container and mail it back to us. Wow. And she said, can't put it in a toilet, garbage disposal, garbage can, but you gave it to him to put in his body? Now, at this point, because I, I didn't ask the questions that she asked, I've been taking it for six days. So I'm over here in the conversation. I said, hey, I'm going to stop. They said, oh, no, 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 you can't stop because the, the cancer cells will become angry and, and they'll come back with a vengeance. Now, you know, I'm a 27-year cancer conqueror. Right. So here it is. Follow me. So number one, I said, I'm not going to take it. Thank you. I'm drawing the line right here. When shall the kingdom of God come? The kingdom of God cometh not by observation. They shall say, it's low there, low here. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things being healed, being free of cancer, will be added unto you. The kingdom of God, really, what you do and all the guys that you mentioned, what other speakers do, we impact people in a special way because that kingdom is potential. Yes. That kingdom is where the power is. That kingdom is that subconscious mind. The kingdom is voice activated. Wow. When you speak, there are people who come to you and say, oh, my God, hope oh, because of what you said, I, I, I'm going to leave my job and, and I'm going to start my own business. When you speak, when I heard you, Willie, I was in a dark place. But when I heard your voice, light came on in my mind and I know that I can make it. Someone else comes up, when you came in and spoke, I was depressed. But after I heard you, I felt so much better in my body, in my mind, and in my spirit. And that's why we're taught faith comes by healing and healing and hearing. That's why we must put ourselves on a mental path. That's why we must restrict the input. We don't have the mental bandwidth to make ourselves available to garbage. I don't take a phone call unless it's positive, unless it's purposeful, unless it's productive. Yes. Why? Because when you allow yourself to be polluted by the negative thoughts out here, it compromises your power. You know, God asked Adam, Adam, where are you? He didn't ask Adam, 
because he didn't know. He asked Adam, where are you? Given what I've given you, you, you made in my likeness and image. You've, you've been given authority and dominion over everything on the face of the earth. Where are you? And here's why he asked the question, what happened to Adam? Adam was distracted. What's the original sin? There's only one sin, a desire for something other than God. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Whoo, it's powerful. We're going to be right back. Hold Hold that thought for one second. We'll be right back. We got a quick break because I got to get the rest of this story from Les Brown. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for sure, your best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com. Dot com slash billionaire. WJSpeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to WJSpeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly with my special guest, Les Brown. Oh, he's laying it out. He's giving you the message. I told y'all this was going to be a life-changing day. Les, you were talking about the fact that the Spirit of God is within you, and your your greatness is within you, and, and it's voice activated. Yes. So, so he asked Adam, Adam, where are you? And, and, and God is always asking that question. Given who you are, given what you have, 
Where are you? If, if, I, if I ask you, and I'm going to ask you this, if you had your life to live over again, Willie, yes. and you've done a lot of things, you've lived, you, you live an achievement-driven life. Yes. If you had your life to live over again, could you have done what you've done? Could you have done more? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, and everybody in the audience who's listening will say yes if they're honest. Now, why don't we do more? Because of the distractions. Be ye not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. Because of the mental conditioning. Because we don't take the time to restructure the mind that has been placed in us. And that's the challenge that we're facing today and every day. Paul said, I must die daily. Every day we must die to who we are now to give birth to who we are to come. Wow. Because at the end of the day, you don't get in life what you want, you get in life what you are. That's why we have to have goals beyond our comfort zones. Why? Because in order to do something that you've never done, you've got to become someone you've never been. Mm. When I spoke in the Georgia Dome, the people that are listening, who can hear me in their heart, not in their ear, but in their heart, because people who are deaf don't have radios, but there are a lot of people who have ears who can't hear me right now. But those who can hear me in their heart, they will go and they will watch that. Why? Because what's in you, what's in me, is in them. If they didn't know in, in their heart of hearts that they have, have the ability to do what you've done or what I've done, they'd have already changed the channel. Now, now and, and this is major. You know what I learned? That don't try and change people. Why? Because... You know, Jesus said, all power is in my hands. And, oh, the poor will always be among you. Mm. Why? And the reason is, life is choice-driven. Yes, that's right. It's choice-driven. Choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. If you and I had a seminar in Washington, D.C., and promoted it, and let's say we spent... $5,000 to promote it and, and rented a hotel room. And Jay-Z and Beyonce came and spent the same amount of money or just dropped the word out that they're going to be in town. They will have thousands of more people. Why? Because we have been conditioned to be an entertainment-driven people. We have an entertainment-driven culture and consciousness. We will spend more money and time and energy on being entertained than we will spend to educate ourselves and to empower ourselves. That's why most people go to their graves with their dreams, with their inventions, with their talents and their abilities in them. They take it to the graves in them. I heard a statement, and I knew Reverend Ike, personally, he said something. I was offended by it. I didn't agree with it. But he was right. He said, the best thing you can do for the poor is not be one of them. Wow. Come on, somebody. Come on, As somebody. Would say, Come on, somebody. Am I ready for you today? Come on. <laughs> now, so listen to me. I'm going to close this out. Yes. Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? He asked that question. Yes. Life is a question, and how you live your life is the answer.
Mm. And as my mother would say, put that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that is why that's so profound and powerful that you have shared these thoughts. And what I love about this is I've known you. Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. I got to interrupt you. I got, because I left something out. Okay. So, I go back and and they check my blood work at the Cleveland Clinic. Yes. Dr. Orenstein, the oncologist, he called me. He said, what have you been doing? Are you taking the medication? I said, no, I put it in the container that I have here and I'm sending it back to you. He said, but I'm looking at your what blood work. What have you been taking? I said, I've only been doing my herbs and I, I do intermittent fasting. He said, Mr. Brown, when you were last here, your PSA, which stands for prostate specific antigen, when you were last here and we have, I'm looking here at your charts, a cancer metastasized in seven areas of your body. And it's going, it was at 2,400. And then the medication brought it down to 94. But right now, it's below zero. Wow. Now, so here's the things that we hear, Willie, that many times we don't get. You know, it's been said, we must call forth those things that be not as though they were. Yes. Here's what I did. Here's my pill. I experienced intentionally. I took the time. I visualized myself. I saw myself on the other side of cancer. I saw my PSA level below zero in my mind. I visualized it. I spent time with myself. I wrote it down because writing engages the subconscious mind. Yes. And every choice that I made for what I put in my mouth, I said, this is healing my body. Because I asked the question is, will this bring me closer to health and energy or to disease and death? So I was programming my subconscious mind. Wow. And how did I do it? I took the time to go within. There's an African proverb, Willie, that says if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside, can do us no harm. Wow. Wow. Folks, this is it. That you speak into your innermost power. You write down your goals. You write down and affirm what you're going to achieve. The doctors can give you the diagnosis. The lessons taught me over the years. But God gives you the prognosis. And that you can make the call. You can make the decision. And what he had just shared with you, something we've been sharing, I want everybody who knows... Oh, I want to pause. I'm interrupting you because you invited me to be your guest. You're not my guest, so i got to do the most talking. All right. Let me tell you that, Yeah. Yeah. So let, let me let me tell you this before you go on a roll. Yes. Rolando, and I can even and he would be a good guest for you. Okay. Rolando, a friend of mine, was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Mm. And when the doctor came in and told him that, he told Rolando to get his affairs in order. That he had about three to four months to live. Wow. Another doctor the next day who was on the same staff came in. He said, Rolando, he said, yes, sir. 
He said, I have something for you. And he reached in his bag and he pulled out a large clock with no hands on it. He said, Rolando, this clock says that you determine how long you're going to be here. You determine if you're going to be here for your wife and for your children. You, you determine that. Nobody else. I just brought this clock to remind you. Wow. Willie, that's been seven years. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Willie, that's been seven years. Rolando is still here. Wow. He said every day he gets up and he looks at that clock with no hands on it. God determines the prognosis. Doctors determine the diagnosis. Wow. Folks, our time is up, but you have heard from the greatest motivational, inspirational speaker on the planet. I want you to listen to this, tell folks about this, particularly those who struggle, that they should listen to this show because Les has laid it out. His story, his struggles, but how he overcame them. And I truly believe, as I tell you every week, that his best is yet to come. And Les, last we close, uh, in, upcoming... Um, uh, where can they get your events that they can tie in? Is it lesbrown.com? Uh, well, I got two things. Yeah, I got two things I want to tell. Number one, I'm doing one-on-one coaching with a select number of people. Great. With a select, I don't want to. I don't want to work with everybody. Just a small number of people. Great. And I've got a staff that will vet them, that will screen them. Great. And so anybody who want to, um, at the, that who are interested and have the resources to invest in themselves, they can email me at lesbrown dot com and and say i'm ready to invest in myself got i've it. got a story and i want you to coach me i'm ready to invest in myself the other thing i'm going to do an event and i'd like to for you to be with me i'd like to do it in washington dc willie okay i have created this seminar called and 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 next year i think will, will probably be the, be the last time that, that i've done i'm selecting several cities and i want to do this with you you and i have not been on stage and worked together before an audience in years. That's right. crazy. Right. We don't know how long we're going to be here. That's right. So I created a seminar called Discover Your Power Voice and Master Your Income. Wow. Discover Your Power Voice and Master Your Income. I'm going to do that in Washington, D.C. I want to talk to you about it. But I said, when I was thinking about you calling today, I said, Willie is not been on stage with me, and I have not been on stage with him in years. Right. That's he right. was a part of my beginning. Right. As much as I have contributed to you, right. you have contributed to me. Absolutely. You and Dee have contributed to my career and helped me to become who I am. And you don't forget the bridge that brought you across. Right. And so I'm thankful to you. I'm thankful to you. And I said, no, this is my friend. I, all these people called me. They didn't know me when I started out, and they only like me now because of where I am. Right. But you approached me. You waited for me at 2 o'clock in the morning. And people who, who book me now, they pay 70000 But when I come to you and D, I'm coming for you and D. Amen. Because I want to work with my friend. Well, and I want us to be closer together. And we thank and you. And I thank God for you. And I thank God for you. Well, thank you, Les Brown. And I thank all of you who listen. This is one of those special interviews. My dear friend, Les Brown. Tell folks about it. And stay tuned for next week's show. Remember for sure, 
Your best is yet to come. God bless you. Are you tired of crying and complaining? Tired of feeling like life don't get you fair? Do you see so many others moving on? Are you steady going? This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.